Hello, you're listening to the Australian Writers' Centre podcast on writers and writing. My name's Valerie Koo and you can find us online at writerscentre.com.au. We're Australia's leading writing centre and you'll find a wealth of resources on our website and blog, including interviews with authors, writing tips and valuable ideas on how to get published and write with confidence. Whether you're interested in writing a novel, short story or articles for magazines, you'll find information and courses to help you get there. Or if you want to hone your business writing skills, we can help you too. Our presenters are the best in the industry. Our team is passionate about all things writing and in these podcasts, we'll be talking to best-selling authors on their craft. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Danielle Williams from the Australian Writers' Centre. I'm at the Sydney Writers' Festival and I'm about to have a chat to Deborah Levy. She's a playwright, novelist and also publishes short stories. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you. Um, Now, first I'll ask you about the novel Swimming Home because that was shortlisted last year in the Booker. Just tell us a bit about that one. Swimming Home is the story of a fragile young woman in her 20s. She's called Kitty Finch. And she stalks a famous British male poet uh, to his holiday on the, in the south of France. He's there with his family and asks him to read her poem. So it's about a, uh, on one level, it's about a, a sunny holiday that goes wrong. On another level, uh, it asks all sorts of questions about um, depression, about how we live with madness in ourselves and in our families. Um, It gives parents a bit of an airing and children the relationship between uh, daughters and fathers a bit of an airing. Uh, So those are some of its its themes. So you uh, have actually published quite a few collections of short stories. Why did you choose to focus on this one as a novel? There was more to do uh, in Swimming Home. It's quite a sly book because it appears to be slender. You know, it's under 200 pages, but it packs a lot in. And um, the short story as a form is completely different because, strangely, in in the short stories that I like, not very much happens. Um, But you you, you have to have enough to happen to keep the readers on the bus. Uh... But Swimming Home just had the reach of a, of a novel. So uh, you say the short stories you like, not a lot happens. Is that the case for the short stories you write? Sometimes, although in my anthology Black Vodka, I have to say quite a lot does happen. Um, the leading story is about um, a hunchback in an advertising firm who uh, who notices when he's giving a pitch to launch black vodka that there's a young woman in the audience um, drawing a picture of him and she's she's labeling every organ of his body and he becomes intrigued and he he asks her for a date and this woman is an uh, anthropologist and she is he doesn't quite know whether he's, she's interested in him or interested in, in the bone structure of his hunch. So where I got that from, 
uh, is Victor Hugo's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I've always wanted to give him a, a modern spin, give him some status in life, put him in a suit, give him a girlfriend and take him out on a date. Right. <laughs> so um, shifting focus again, you've just published a memoir. Tell us a bit about that and why you've decided to write that now. Yeah, it's a, it's a memoir, it's an essay, it's a sort of hybrid of the two. Um, and its inspiration was an essay that George Orwell wrote in 1946 called Why I Write. Orwell identified four headings to sum up his drive to pound the typewriter. Political purpose, historical impulse, aesthetic enthusiasm and sheer egoism. I thought they were really good. And I have hitched a ride on his four headings and given them a spin from a female writer's point of view. So this is just out now, uh, published by Notting Hill Editions, which is called The Home of the Essay. Penguin publishing paperback next year. Right. Okay. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, there's just so many much to ask you because you're a playwright as well and you make switching between the novel the short story the play seem so easy but is it really well my training was in the theater uh my training was to be a playwright and it was how i made my name uh writing plays but strangely enough i always had switched between the two and when i was a theater student I was supposed to be swatting up for my essays. Uh, I was writing short stories. And the short stories that I was cutting my teeth as a writer on when I was a theatre student um, were later, much later, uh, became my first collection of stories, Ophelia and the Great Idea, uh, published by Cape. I think that um, it's not so much uh, that I'm looking for a form as that the form finds me. Um, so it's always very obvious to me uh, when something is for the theatre uh, because I hear it differently. And um, so if something is just got, is, is mostly made up of dialogue rather than going across the page in prose... Um, it's, a, it's a play. Yeah. And at what point uh, does this come to you? Is it the idea or when you start writing it down that you figure out what form it's going to take? It changes from project to project. Uh, for example, a play that I'm starting to write now uh, takes its inspiration from a true story, a really wonderful and bizarre story of a 19th century Bavarian princess and she was discovered by her parents walking in a really strange way down the corridors of the royal palace. She was sort of walking around furniture and taking tiny steps and when they asked her why she was walking like that she told them that she'd swallowed a grand piano made from glass and if she bumped into anything, it would shatter inside her. It was such a, a strange story and a sad story about a, a delusion that 
you know, nothing would stop her from this belief. Now, that's a play because of the physicality of it, because an actress can really embody that idea of having swallowed something and, and, and not bump, you know, that care she needs to take not to bump into anything. Um, so that appeals to me. Um, I, I don't think I could write that uh, in quite the same way as a novel, but, but the theatre is obviously the place to express all the complexities that are in that story. So when you're, um, do you, I mean, do you keep your project quite separate or are you able to work on the novel and the play at the same time? Well, uh, a novel requires ruthless attention. I can't really write very much else um, when I'm writing a novel. And then sometimes, you know, there's, there are those moments we just stuck and you don't know how to move it on. And if you've been writing for a while, you you know that you need to give it a rest. Uh, just not not for too long, otherwise you lose the momentum. And then I might just start to write down a bit of dialogue for the play, um, see what it sounds like, begin to map it, and um, and after a while I return to the novel. And usually things have jogged on. Mm a bit uh, we just have one final question um, what's the one piece of advice you would give to writers, new writers yeah well I reckon that uh, writing is such a sort of unhealthy activity if you like it's much healthier to go up for a swim or a walk so when you are writing and, um, and there's all this advice, you know, about having the right chair and sitting in the right position and all the rest of it. But how you know it's going really well is when you've stopped feeling your feet and you've been crouched over your keyboard in a terrible position and you're going to get agonising backache the next day. That's when you know you're really flying with the work. And maybe you should take up yoga. <laughs> Yeah. And thank you very much, Deborah. Enjoy the festival. Thank you. You've been listening to the team from the Australian Writers' Centre podcast on writers and writing. My name's Valerie Koo. You can find us online at writerscentre.com.au and discover details about our courses, seminars and popular online learning programs where we help students from all over the world. I'm author of the book Power Stories, the eight stories you must tell to build an epic business. And you can find out more on my personal website, ValerieKoo.com. That's Valerie, K-H-O-O.com. Thank you for listening.